0: This
1: is Julian Roser, and you're about to listen to Dwayne Keelstrup right here on Yesterday USA. On the air, if you have a little time to start, you'll enjoy each minute I'll declare. makes no difference to me.
2: Texas, welcome to Classics and Curios Showcase, program number two, continuing our spotlight on Vaughn Monroe, The Maids, June Hyatt Breton, and guest Kitty Callen. I'm Dwayne Keelstrup. The Classics and Curios Showcase is a series of programs spotlighting special performers and performances. In our first showcase, we featured an interview with June hyatt Batone, one of Vaughn Monroe's Moon Maids. And on this, our second showcase, we'll feature June performing solo with the Vaughn Monroe Orchestra, along with the Moonmaids, Vaughn, and guest Kitty Callen. Teenager June Hyatt began her career on radio station WFAA in Dallas, singing with a group called The Blue Notes. The year, 1945.
3: Front and center
1: now for our fancy foursome. Reading from left to right, Elsie, Bonnie, June, and Lynn. Better known as the Blue Notes. Four cute little tricks with a tricky little song. Patience and Fortitude. <laughs>
2: Camel Caravan from March 3, 1950, featuring songs from Broadway musical comedies, plus a song from From the Caravan on March 4, 1950. There is some slight editing, and there are some scratches from the original transcriptions, but well, to me, these scratches are simply proud badges of the big band era.
0: (laughs) Hello, nice people from ancient California. The Camel Caravan is here. With 30 minutes of music for
1: your pleasure, just gather round and round money. The Camel Caravan, starring Vaughn Monroe, with the Moon Maid, the Moon Man, the Orchestra, and guest singer June Hyatt. Transcribed and presented by Camel Cigarettes. <laughs>
3: How mild, how mild, how mild can a cigarette be? Not one single case of throat irritation due to
1: smoking camels. That's what noted throat specialists reported in a coast-to-coast test of hundreds of people who smoked only camels for 30 days. Test camels in your T-zone. T for taste, T for throat, and see how flavorful and how mild camels are. Make a note. Remember your throat. Try camels today. (laughs) Now here's the star of the Camel-Taravan,
0: Warren (laughs) Monroe!
3: Hello, hello, and how do you do, everybody? Something special, something different, and something I think you'll enjoy. That's what we've whipped up for all you loyal listeners this evening. Tonight, it's musical comedy night on the Camel Caravan. Songs that stopped the show from the biggest and best musicals on Broadway from the 1920s to 1950. And here's our curtain raiser. The show, Orange Blossom, year 1922, the composer, Victor Herbert. Thank you. Now let's turn to the next page in the Camel Caravan book of Top tunes on Broadway. I was in knee pants with nothing on my mind but bean shooters and Tom Swift when this song was the big musical comedy hit. It was 1920, and to hear old-timers tell it, there's never been an opening night in show business that to top the premiere of a musical called Sally. The house rocked with applause for the star Marlar Miller. Song after song were sparkling hits by Jerome Kern. Well, 1920 is gone and forgotten but not Sally or the closing number of the first act. I don't know how he does it, but practically every season, like clockwork, Cole Porter turns out a set of musical comedy tunes that are a treat to the ear. It just goes to show what a fella can do when he's got talent and smokes camels. Anyway, in 1949, Mr. Porter did it again. This time with a jet-propelled jibe at Shakespeare called Kiss Me Kate. I remember the opening at the Century Theater. Kate really caught on with the customers that night, and here's one of the reasons why. It's the ballad that folks were soon humming everywhere. Go so in love.
0: Is, but crudy. mm mm-hmm.
2: This is Don Cornell, and you're listening to Dr. Dwayne keelstrom on Yesterday USA.
1: What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? That question was asked of 113,597 doctors. Doctors in every branch of medicine. Doctors in all parts of the country. What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? The brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Friends,
3: buy your camels the handy thrifty way by the Cartons. Oh my can a cigarette be? It ran for three years in New York beginning in 1946. It toured for a whole year from coast to coast. The star was Ethel Merman, and the man who wrote the music was Irving Berlin. Have you guessed the musical comedy I'm talking about? Of course you have. And you get your gun. There is a musical that, that really belongs in this camel caravan roundup of great hits. I hope you saw it, because if you did, you probably got as great a wallop as I did that moment when the whole cast leaned over the footlights and sang this Berlin song right from their hearts. <laughs>
0: Feeling Everything that's happening Will allow Nowhere so can you get a certain feeling When you are feeling That extra power? There's no people I know People they smile When they are low Even with a turkey That's a dollar above You may be it Out in the cold Till you wouldn't Change it for a fire There's no business like no business like no business I know. Don't get one before the show has started. If your favorite uncle's out of dawn, double back to my barbershop. You're broken-hearted. We'll make
1: every week the makers of camels are sending gift cigarettes to a very deserving group of people. The servicemen and veterans in hospitals in various parts of the country. Racing with the moon
0: High up in the midnight blue
3: And now our camel caravan tour along Broadway is just about over. We've crowded 30 years of musical comedy highlights into these 30 minutes, and we're glad you came along. I hope you've enjoyed hearing again some of the nostalgic tunes out of the past, as well as the more modern hits you know so well. One of these days, perhaps we'll pay another visit to New York's musical comedy theaters. Until we meet again, this is Vaughn Monroe wishing you pleasant dreams, and won't you have a camel?
1: Pack your pipes with Prince Albert, the National Joy Smoke. PA's Choice Tobacco is crimp cut for smooth, cool smoking and easy packing in your pipe. Yes, and it's specially treated to ensure against tongue bite. Get PA, it's America's largest-selling smoking tobacco. is Levine saying good night for the Camel Caravan, starring Vaughn Monroe. This program was transcribed and brought to you by Camel Cigarettes.
2: Callan shared a classic big band singing style, which stated simply was singing a song the way the composer wrote it. Here are two songs about dreams, one performed by Kitty and one by June, two gals with a sisterhood of purpose, namely to please the audience by being true to the notes of the composer. The Dream Songs are first uh, 1949 revival hit of the uh, 1938 I Can Dream, Can't I?, and then I Had the Craziest Dream from the 1942 movie Springtime in the Rockies, and both songs feature the Vaughn Monroe Orchestra. First, it's Kitty Callen.
0: I can No matter how many
2: And now, June Hyatt Breton and I Had the Craziest Dream.
0: chance that you can.
2: by the way, uh, Vaughn Monroe almost called the Moon Maids the Moon Beams or the Moon Racers. Later on, after Vaughn's orchestra disbanded, June performed with a group called the Moon Maids Plus One, the one being Harold Grogan, uh, who had sung with the Sonny Dunham Orchestra. Singing with June and Harold are Carol Piper, Tinker Rautenberg, and Mary Jo Grogan. In the spite of the passage of time, Mary Jo says there are no wrinkles on talent and their performance clearly proves it. Here are the Moon Maids, plus one, taking us down that wonderfully historic highway, Route 66. Accompanying the group is the second generation.
4: Mexico.
5: Thanks to Arizona.
2: been listening to the uh, second part of a Classics and Curios Showcase special with June Hyatt Breton, The Moon Maids, and Vaughn Monroe. Coming up later down the road will be part three, right here on Yesterday USA. Thanks for sharing your time with mine. I'm Dwayne Keelstrip, reminding you of a thought by Thomas Carlyle. Carlyle defined music as the speech of angels well thank you lord for the divine blessing of good music good night and god bless blessing.
6: Welcome to Cowboy Corner. I'm Red here in the bunkhouse with Buck and Badger and all the boys and my special guest, my good buddy, Mr. Bucky Wharton, one of the members of the world famous Wagner family, the Wagner Ranch just south of Vernon, Texas. We're going to talk about cows and horses and cowboys, all kinds of wonderful stuff. Ride with us through the range lands of the West as we explore the life of the American cowboy through his poetry and his music. Cowboy Corner is brought to you by our friends at Farm and Ranch Healthcare, a leader in health care coverage for rural America. By Cowboys and Indians Magazine, bringing you the beauty, the grandeur, and the drama of the American West eight times a year. By Conoco Lubricants, if you got a problem, Conoco has the solution. By the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, America's premier Western Heritage Museum located in Oklahoma City. And by Phillips 66 Lubricants, Phillips 66, trusted people, trusted products. Boys, before we visit with Bucky, let's do a song called The Quarter Circle Y. Let's do it. She could hear him whistling Dixie long before he came in sight As he rode up through the horse track at the same time every night they were starting out together, a young cowboy and his bride, in a dugout on the quarter circle wide. He could smell her apple cobbler when he topped the canyon rim. He smiled inside and wondered what she ever saw in him. She traded dreams of mansions and a pampered way of life for a dugout on the quarter circle wide
2: they never had
6: much money they were happy just the same they were proud to have each other and to share his family name their children grew and prospered we all moved away in time from the dugout on the quarter circle wide When northern winds would blow the snow and howl for days on end, it only drew them closer. They became the best of friends. After 50 years together, they were more than man and wife. They were happy on the quarter circle wide. After all that time as partners, now she faced her toughest test. We buried him last Sunday in his favorite woolen vest. With grandkids gathered round her, she remembered magic times In a dugout on the quarter circle wide They never had much money, they were happy just the same They were proud to have each other and to share his family name Their children grew and prospered, we all moved away in time From the dugout on the quarter circle wide After 50 years together, they were more than man and wife. They were happy on the quarter circle wide. A lot of young ranch families start out their lives in those old line camps out on the big ranches, and they become very, very tight units. And they raise kids that are uh, full of vinegar and have lots of talent and want to get something done. I have a lot of admiration for those people that live in the Lion Camps and, and uh, raise their families out there. You folks stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Cowboy Corner and a visit from my good buddy, Mr. Bucky Wharton, from the world-famous Wagner Ranch, Vernon, Texas. Hang on. We're coming back. Timing is everything when it comes to farming, so make sure you can rely on your equipment all season long by using Phillips 66 Super HD2 motor oil. Every year, farmers all over the country turn to Super HD 2 because of its consistent performance in the field. And with outstanding protection against wear, rust, and corrosion, Super HD 2 meets or exceeds the warranty requirements for most farm engines and transmissions. So stop by at dealer today and pick up some Super HD 2 and ask about the full line of Phillips 66 lubricants, including our outstanding HD tractor fluid. That's Phillips 66 Super HD 2.
1: Serving America's veterans. I'm Bob Kingsley with news for U.S. military veterans and their families. We've all heard of the GI Bill and the education benefits for returning veterans, but those same benefits can help your spouse and children if you became disabled due to your military service. Find out more about VA educational programs for veterans and eligible dependents. Call 1-888-GI-BILL-1 or visit online at va.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs,
6: serving america's veterans for the past 10 years some of you folks have been calling us wanting to buy the interviews that we've done on cowboy corner we can't sell you the cds because of all the music and so forth so we took 21 of those interviews from folks like rex allen and ben johnson and richard farnsworth and so forth and put them all into a book called cowboy conversations and it's our interviews for the last 10 years 21 of them we'd love for you to have a book Give us a call at 1-800-420-1200 or log on to our website at cowboycorner.com. You're listening to Cowboy Corner. I'm Red Steagall here in the bunkhouse with Buck and Badger and all the boys and my special guest and my dear friend, Mr. Bucky Wharton, a member of the world-famous Wagner Ranching family. And, Bucky, welcome. Thank you, Red. Glad to be here. Do you like coffee? Do I like coffee? Uh-huh. Pretty much, yeah. Well, Badger's going to pour you a cup of coffee, and you may or may not like it. It'll float a horseshoe, Neil. Okay. That's and just uh I like it. And then uh, we'll see if you survive it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Bucky the Wagner Ranch is a world-famous ranch, and it has contributed drastically to the livestock industry, not only in the state of Texas, but worldwide whether it's innovative ways of ranches, its horses and all the different things, aspects of the ranching family. And I want to go back to the beginning. How much do you know about Dan Wagner?
7: Not near as much as I should, I'm sure, but uh, I know a little bit of the history of that and, and what went on. When did he come to Texas? He came to Texas the 1870s, 1880s, somewhere around there. And he ranched in Wise County, did he? Yes, he did. He, uh, uh, Actually, he was uh, son of Solomon Wagner, who came from Tennessee. And they went uh, ended up in Wise County, and, and they were around Decatur area for quite some time. And then uh, his son was
6: W.T. Exactly. Who was your great-grandfather. Yes, sir. And so W.T. then, uh, he expanded the ranching operations. Er, Dan Wagner sent a lot of cattle up the
7: trail. Well, they actually, uh, I think there was quite a few stories about the Decatur area and, and and some of the time they spent there, but some of them have been recounted in several, you know, articles and whatnot, and they're they're pretty good, pretty humorous stories. But they actually moved from Decatur out to the this part of the world around Wichita Falls and and uh, whatnot, and they were running cattle uh, up in, in the Indian country, mm-hmm. and kind of put together quite a few after you know the the uh, the Civil War and everything. Uh, ran several drives up into. Uh, into Kansas and, and whatnot, and kind of got their start there. Uh, as I said, and, you know, this is well-recorded well-documented, but they uh, were running uh, cattle in Indian country, and they found out the Indian country is going to be closed, so they ended up uh, kind of settling more in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. And they were originally up around north of Electra and between Electra and Wichita Falls, and kind of what they call the big pasture up in Oklahoma. Um, so... Conditions just kind of dictated they make a change, and and uh, they could see it coming, so they they started putting together land and started operating a little differently, and that's okay. how this all came about. You said there were some interesting stories about Wise County and Decatur. Do you remember any of them? There was one that I kind of liked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind <laughs> we <laughs> like to tell. <laughs> there was, and 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 I you know I'm sure I read this probably in in a, in a book somewhere. Obviously I wasn't there. But uh, there was, a, I think, a reporter from Fort Worth came into town one day and, and kind of got there, and there was a couple guys sitting around. And he offered a few bucks to, to him to carry his baggage back to the hotel, and, and, uh, and one of them got up and said, I'll do it, a couple of dollars, and he grabbed the bags and carried them up there, and the reporter was walking up there, and he said, who has that big old house on the hill? Dan said, well, that's mine. <laughs> how in the hell did you get that? It's by carrying my own bags. <laughs>
6: now tell me about that house on the hill. I've driven up there. That's a magnificent house.
7: And your great-grandmother built that? And, uh, and how long did they live there? Well, the house, I, the house on the hill was actually built by uh, uh, Dan. And he and I'm not sure exactly who. Uh, lived there, you know, but he, he and, uh, WT married, uh, mother-daughter. Uh, they married the Hostels, and, and I don't know if they lived in Decatur at that time or not. Uh, I'm sure they probably did. I don't know why he'd have a house like that if he didn't have a yeah. wife around, but, uh, Well, it's a beautiful house. Yeah. Does the family still maintain it? No. That's been out of the family for quite some time. Oh, it
6: has. Yeah. So they came out to this part of the country, uh, out around Vernon. And actually they came north of Ele you say before mm-hmm. they came on Vernon right but is wt the one that acquired the land that is now
7: the the Wagner ranch he would have been mainly responsible for it yeah he they uh, uh, kind of got you know their act together and and uh, uh, I'm sure Wt was the one that kind of put the land holdings together because of the you know the time frame mm-hmm. and, and the age difference at that time you know i'm not sure exactly who did that but it was you know it was a combination between dan and wt mm-hmm. so they um, but I, i'd have to say that wt probably did the bulk of it yeah.
6: I've, I've read a story where wt w- went up the trail with a herd when he was 17 years old okay. and he came back and he said his daddy had bought the worst horses he could possibly imagine <laughs> you couldn't ride a single one of them and he made a vow then that one day he would own the finest horses in america and I believe he accomplished that because, as you and I have discussed, you can look back on those pedigrees, those famous quarter horses, and you'll always find Wagner Mare. And uh, do you know what's the horse operation today? Do you, do you continue the same kind of breeding that,
7: uh, have you perpetuated that breeding, in other words? We have maintained our horse operation uh, over the years, and, and it is a very, very strong program. For many years, we were strictly breeding for the cowboys and for the ranch operation. Uh, we have had a little shift in focus over the last, I'd say, 10 years, mainly you know dictated by market conditions. Mm-hmm. And we still maintain one heck of a, of a horse program, but we're we're trying to breed out some of the the rankness in, in the horses. Mm-hmm. But we still need big horses. We need strong horses, and uh, horses with cow scents and we're trying to make them more, I guess you'd say, user friendly this sure. day and age too. And we're trying to, to get some of the bronkiness out of them and, and I think we've been very successful in doing that. Do you know how they handled those mares in the old days? Do I know how they handled them? Yeah, they basically just left them in the pasture. <laughs> Never put a halter on them? Did no. Uh-uh. No, they pasture bred them, left them the, out there and, and when they'd... Uh, when they'd have their, their get, they'd get out there, and, and they were halter broke by mules, pretty much. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was a different operation. For those folks who don't know or are listening to us, uh, what he, what Bucky means by
6: uh, breaking them with mules is they would uh, actually neck those colts to a mule with real heavy halters and a, a link between them. Usually it was a piece of chain with some real strong snaps on it. Uh-huh. And uh, they just turn those mules loose, and those mules would bring them to water and bring them to feed. And do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that, as I, I've heard lots of stories of the time they got them back to headquarters, they were pretty well halter broken <laughs> and, and would lead good. I would, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, this uh, W.T. Had, uh, had three children? W.T. had three children, correct. Uh, e Paul, your grandmother, Electra. Electra and then Guy and, Wagner. And Guy Wagner. Right. And uh, I was just out at the Bell Ranch not too long ago and, and uh, the family had a ranch out there that, that
7: Guy bought. Exactly. That was, uh, they, they uh, used it for summer cattle, best I can tell. You know, just looking back in some of our old books and things and they were running summer cattle out there. The um, ranch ended up Actually, the Guy Wagner group split off from the the, uh, main family back in the 50s, and they took the Bell Ranch, the New Mexico Ranch, and basically a third of the minerals here and a third of the minerals out there, Mm -hmm. and a little bit of cash, and uh, kind of went their own way. I don't know how long the ranch stayed with them. I have limited contact with that part of the family. I do see some of them every now and then, Mm -hmm. but not very often. I couldn't really tell you that the uh, history or, or what, it all, what all they did after that. But, but I have been on the perimeter of that ranch. I've not actually been on it. It's a pretty part of the world and it's yeah. a beautiful ranch. It's a real interesting
6: country. It's a real dramatic country. It's kind of like the Palladio Canyon in a way. It has real high-end cons and there are a lot of that country up on top that they couldn't ranch because there wasn't any water. And they eventually drilled 650 windmills on Is that, that barrel right? ranch so they could utilize that country up on top. It's it's really pretty. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's, uh, <laughs> I want to play a song by a young man named Bryn Hill who lives out in Utah, Bucky, and he has a song called Franklin Canyon Dust I'd like for you to listen to. Would you like to hear
2: it? Sure. It's in my blood.
8: My hair till my hair is dead and gone It makes a grown cowboy cry and puts a red line in his eye you will be praying for the rain all summer long and that Franklin Canyon dust is in my teeth when I cuss I'll be all winter long coming clean and the only all- Franklin Canyon Mud the setting of the sun, another hard day's work is done, and we'll be sitting around the fire picking tunes, with that friend. I pray they bury me somewhere inside of that Franquan Canyon dust that's in your teeth
6: does a wonderful job he writes about the people he knows and loves and uh, he's, a, he's a great songwriter and a great artist we're going to take a break right now and when we come back uh, I want to talk some more about you, the family and how we got to this point okay. you folks stay with us we'll be right back with more of Cowboy Corner and my special guest and my dear friend Mr. Bucky Wharton, Vernon Texas the world famous Wagner Ranch On your way to Grandma's house or wherever you head this season, remember the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. It's a great time to visit. Make a special trip for Michael Martin Murphy's Cowboy Christmas Ball December 8th. And there are few gifts more appreciated than a museum membership or items from the museum store. Select on-site or online. For more information, visit www.nationalcowboymuseum.org. The National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. Preserving history, making memories. When I build a fence, I want to use good, solid cedar posts and high-quality wire. I don't want to have to rebuild it in a couple of years or constantly patch the weak spots where my stock has gone through it. That costs me time and money. I want it done right the first time. And I look at my insurance program the same way. I want to do business with a company that has good, solid backing. are there as long as I need them and will do what they say they'll do. Well, Farm and Ranch Healthcare is backed by some of the largest and oldest firms in America and they're here to stay. They're dedicated to making sure that your coverage is adequate, is protected for the long haul, and is affordable. Give my friends at Farm and Ranch Healthcare a call at 1-800-633-6508. You'll sleep better at night knowing that your insurance coverage is on solid ground and that the folks who serve you genuinely care about your family's welfare. That's 1-800-633-6508. Or take a look at their website, farmranchhealthcare.com. It'll be worth your time. you're listening to Cowboy Corner, I'm Red Stegall here in the bunkhouse with Buck and Badger and all the boys and my special guest and my dear friend, Mr. Bucky Wharton, from the world-famous Wagner Ranch just south of Vernon, Texas. Now, Bucky, let's talk about your grandmother a little bit, because there were some things named after her that I think folks would be interested in knowing about.
7: Well, (coughs) yeah, she was WT's only daughter, and uh, uh, like any daddy, I think, you know, the daughter kind of has a special place. (laughs) Um, they, they they lived life larger in those days, and and it was just a different lifestyle that we had, mm-hmm. than we're used to today. But uh, she was uh, quite a character, from what I understand. As I understand the story, she actually met my my uh, grandfather at the base of the Himalayas because W T had sent her off on a trip to make her forget. Uh, I think a cowboy out here on the ranch, <laughs> and uh, and I'm probably gonna be facing the same thing with my daughter when I was here. <laughs> and why A. B. Wharton uh, was out there, I, I don't know. Probably same same deal. But uh, uh, that may have backfired a little bit on W. T. Because she ended up marrying him, and they came back. They lived in Thistle Hill there in Fort Worth for for a while. I mean, that was uh, I think that was built for for my grandmother uh-huh. and. Uh, they, uh, I don't know, she lived in Dallas for a while, lived in Fort Worth and New York and just here and there. She I had a great life. That yeah, she had a good life. You know, I wonder how
6: many ranchers have sent their daughters off to Eastern schools or to Europe to, ke- to keep them from falling in love with a cow, or, or marrying <laughs> a cowboy they would fallen in love with, let's put it that way. But uh, how did the Electra car, the Electra Buick, be, uh, become named for
7: her? You know, there, actually, the electric Buick was probably named for uh, E. Paul's daughter, Electra Biggs. And she was named for my grandmother, uh, great-grandmother. Uh, my grandmother, I'm sorry. But she was, Electra Biggs was named for my grandmother. And I, I believe that the uh, uh, the story that I've heard lately is that the, the electric car, automobile Buick, was named for Electra Biggs. And that's probably... Uh, probably more correct because I think John Biggs had a cousin who was involved or some relative involved with General Motors. So I'd be a little surprised if that wasn't the true story, but that's one of those stories that's kind of, you know, fading in and out with history. You're not sure where, where, <laughs> where the truth is. Where it started. Anymore. But was Electra Texas named for her? The or The Mrs. town Biggs of Electra, also? no, the town, the, the uh, city of Electra is named for my grandmother uh, by WT. And of course, that's, uh, at one point, WT actually split the ranch into four uh four sec four, four uh pieces and he gave a piece to guy wagner a piece to uh, e paul and a piece to my grandmother and he kept a piece over on the east side over by whiteface where mm-hmm. the town of electra is and uh, story goes that the kids weren't that much interested in ranching you know reality in my mind is that the tax situation changed <laughs> and and probably what happened is they realized that there's some you know they were individual tax rates were like ninety percent in those days, gosh, and corporate tax rates were only fifty or sixty percent. Yes, so I think they pulled it in for that reason. Makes a better story to say the kids didn't care much about <laughs> it, but you know, I, I think there's there's a misconception that I'd like to get straightened out yeah. one of these days. But um, he he lived over uh, in the Whiteface area, and the town of Electra was named after my grandmother. Okay, so, now let's talk about Mrs.
6: Biggs for a minute she was a world famous artist she was and uh, a great
7: sculptress. did she do paintings also or just the just the sculptures i think she did some paintings i think she was mainly a sculptor though, so more than anything else and and uh, I, she's very artistic because you know i'm sure she did just anything she wanted to sure
6: and the image of uh, of will rogers on yeah. his horse in front of the will rogers coliseum is a marvelous piece of sculpture and a great great piece of art art and uh, I was fortunate enough to, to meet her a couple of times and I always admired her. She was a nice lady, and, and uh, I've always admired her art.
7: And so your family has some artistic bent in it also. It, it, uh, it definitely stays separated, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in other words, you don't, follow you don't have
7: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't write my name, logically. <laughs> uh, now, uh,
6: E. Paul contributed greatly to the quarter horse industry. And uh, do you know anything about uh, Pocowano? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's
7: talk about Pocowano a little bit. All right. Um, that, but I don't know if I know as much as the rest of the world knows about Pocowano. I think more to so know about Pocowano than anything else. But, no, he, he was, uh, uh, it was a heck of a horse. You know, what do you say? Um, do you know how he Paul he got him or when he got him? Well, he was the he, son of King. He, yes, He. Uh, I think he, Paul, purchased him. And... Uh, down around somewhere in well, obviously Son of King and brought yeah. up here. He uh, was pretty well trained by uh, uh, Madlock Rose and Pine Johnson. Yeah, yep. Pine. And I was thinking Pine Johnson definitely, yep. but uh, I don't remember ever seeing him when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. you know, he was a hell of a horse. I never saw him, but I saw a
6: picture of him, and he was always been the perfect image of a quarter horse to me. He's yep. exactly what I like in a horse, and he's buried on the ranch or close to the ranch about a mile from
7: where my home is yeah that's uh he's he's right there off the highway off of 183 283 and and he's got a pretty good sized granite stone story is he's he's, uh buried facing standing up facing the west (laughs) (laughs) i hope he is (laughs) i I do too i'm not going to find out but (laughs) but he contributed
6: greatly to your horse program and he contributed a bloodline to the Quarter Horse Association that's still very much alive and very much honored and very much sought after. So uh, the Wagner Ranch, along with its mares, and Pocoweno, and I'm sure there are other stallions that I'm not aware of that were on the ranch that made a big difference in the world of quarter horses. And uh, so your contribution to the, to the world of horses is immense. Now, let's talk a little bit about the cattle. Of course, uh, when they were running that big pasture, and of course, for the folks who don't know what the big pasture was, it was part of the Comanche and Kiowa Reservation, and several ranchers ran cattle up there, and then they opened that country for homesteading uh, with the Dawes Act, and they gave 160 acres to each man, woman, and child of the Cherokee—I mean the uh, Comanche and Kiowa Nation—and then they opened the rest of it for homesteading. So those ranchers had to get their cattle off of there and i would imagine that it's that time that wt and dan bought the ranch that you call home now exactly and i know that mr Burnett bought the four sixes where the four sixes ranch is in king county at the same time and i'm not really sure of who else was involved in that but i know the wagner's and the the Burnettes were and so those must have been longhorn cattle
7: um you know those cattle probably were gathered cattle and probably everything in the world, and, and when we first started, to my knowledge, what we first started out with was a. Uh, when we started getting selective about our breeding program and the nest, we started horn, and from there we moved into Hereford, and we were straight Hereford up until um, geez, let me think about this, 20 years, 15, 20 years ago, I guess, and uh, again, the market situation kind of dictated a change, and, and so uh, uh, we started crossing after that, but we were I'm sure, you know, the original cattle, they were running up and down those trails and running that big country mm-hmm. and just whatever they could put together, yes. you know, just, just uh, <laughs> what we'd call silburn cattle
6: today, I guess. Yeah, today they would not be oh. uh, good cattle, that, or cattle that you would uh, select again. Right. They were, just, they were just livestock. And that was for the feedlots. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. everything was grass-fed. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the, the type of beef that we enjoy today. Right. But uh, it was beef. And it was good food, and it still is. I mean, a lot of people still like to eat longhorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you folks stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Cowboy Corner. But, Bucky, I want to thank you so much for visiting with us, and would you come back real soon because we got more things to talk about. Absolutely. All right, you folks stay with us. We'll be right back. The holiday issue of Cowboys and Indians magazine is on your newsstand right now. And on the cover is the immortal Paul Newman. We're going to take a look at the Alisal Ranch, a famous guest ranch in the Santa Inez Valley of California. There's a holiday gift guide. Oh, there's all kinds of things you can buy for your friends and your family. We'll take a trip down the Texas Wine Trail. Texas wines are becoming very famous. We're going to look at some of the hill country chefs and our mouths will water when they talk about the food they're going to be affixing. We're going to look at the Camargue Cowboys, way off over there in France. And a look back at the movie, The Misfits, and then the art of Carl Bodmer, one of the people who gave us a glimpse of the West that is forever gone, and Carl Bodmer was one of the greatest artists that ever lived. That's Cowboys and Indians magazine, bringing you the beauty, the grandeur, and the drama of the American West eight times a year can be delivered to your door. Timing is everything when it comes to farming, so make sure you can rely on your equipment all season long by using Phillips 66 Super HD2 motor oil. Every year, farmers all over the country turn to Super HD2 because of its consistent performance in the field. And with outstanding protection against wear, rust, and corrosion, Super HD2 meets or exceeds the warranty requirements for most farm engines and transmissions. So stop by at dealer today and pick up some Super HD2. And ask about the full line of Phillips 66 lubricants, including our outstanding HD tractor fluid. That's Phillips 66 Super HD2. in the cowboy corner I'm Red Steagall here in the bunkhouse with Buck and Badger and all the boys and I want to start this portion of our show off with a poem that I wrote several years ago kind of got a theme going here it's called the shank of the evening that new batch of heifers we got in today come off of the truck in a run they scattered and split like a covey of quail we're lucky we found every one. I got talked into them by a trader last week I wonder if I'm still the boss South Georgia can keep all them rats with long ears. I like Hereford and Black Angus Cross. The grass in the meadow is starting to burn. Gets brown just a little each day. If we'd get a rain by the end of the month, I'd still get a cut in of hay. Now, we got a good shower the middle of March. Was dry as a bone up till then. It's the third week of June, and we ain't had one since. It may never rain here again. I guess if I was up to my stirrups and mud, I'd think there's a drought on the way. If it rains for a week, it still ain't enough. I'm a-looking for clouds every day. And I'm grateful as hell for the moisture I get. I reckon I get my fair share, but I like my mama cows rolling in fat. Without rain, they're nothing but hair. The breeze across the back porch is cooling things down. My yellow dog's licking my hand. He knows when I worry about cattle and rain. No one but him understands. The coyotes are starting to yip at the moon, the yellow dog joins in the fun. He's brave as a bear when they're out on the hill. They challenge him. He'll turn and run. Hey, life ain't so tough. We got our own place. The missus ain't cranky with me, and the kids are all grown up and gone off to school. We're as happy as we want to be. Yes, this time of day is real special to me. It's when I reshuffle my load. I add it all up and come out way ahead when daylight's been saucered and blowed. In the shank of the evening, I boil it all down to the basics. There ain't nothing more. We got a good life, and we like it out here. The tough times just even the score. We could sell this old homestead and move into town, but what in the world would I do in the shank of the evening? Fight traffic and noise? No, thank you. I'll tough this one through. It's a a way of life, ranching. It's a business, but it's a way of life also. And my friend Richard Eloyan has done a song called This Range, and you've heard me do it over the past several years, several times. But right now, I think it's appropriate. Here's Richard.
5: I've been riding this range since I was a kid. Just the way that my daddy and his daddy did Come hell and high water through red ink and black You take what life gives you, try to give something back But now environmental bureaucrats are lined up for a chance To tell us by subpoena How they want to run our ranch This land has been my family's For most a hundred years It gets consecrated daily With our blood, our sweat and tears And the life that we like living Is just being satisfied With the kind of things that hard work And the good Lord can provide now the lawyers and the lobbyists have turned out on loose. They're all seeking public access and multiple can't recall one moment when the public been around right.
6: Richard, thanks for that song. You know, the government uh, seems like it wants to take over all the rangelands, especially in the West. And uh, even though it's still a way of life, it's a tough business. But thank goodness people are still out there raising cattle so we can have good beefsteak. I want to do a poem by S.O. Barker called The Empty Bunk. Old Charlie's boots with sagging heels stand empty by his bunk, and yonder hangs his old guitar. We sure do miss its plunk. We've done rolled up his Soogans from the bunk he'll use no more. We couldn't hardly sleep last night for missing Charlie's snore. This bunkhouse on the old bar G, it somehow ain't the same with Charlie's chuckle missing from the old casino game. His hog leg sure looks lonesome in its holster on the wall for a gun without its wear, while that ain't no gun at all. Bud claims old Charlie got his dues. He rode too much at night. There's danger in such doings when the moon is shining bright, but me and Spike, we both agree, whoever was to blame, we sure will miss, old Charlie, and twill never be the same, It's when he used to cuss the cook for calling us at dawn, yet roll out with a grin on, why, we can't believe he's gone, old sagging boots it's empty and an old hat on a nail, while out across the valley you can hear the coyotes wail as if they too was grieving for the sound of Charlie's song that cheered the bunkhouse when the winter nights was long so here we sadly sit tonight and ponder on the days when Charlie wild and woolly with his pistols both ablaze rode squalling into town with us a shooting in the air to show the world we're curly wolves with cactus in our hair but Charlie's saddles cold tonight he'll galley hoot no more for yonder hangs his pistol on a nail behind the door He's done forsook the boar's nest with a grin upon his face and left his puncher plunder here to clutter up the place. It's kind of sad to view it where he left it, dang his hide, to travel off to Texas, honeymooning with his bride. Oh, I love that corner. You folks stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Cowboy Corner. Every time you pick up the paper, you notice that more folks are joining the ranks of the uninsured. They're losing the coverage at work or having to pay for it. The number one reason folks are uninsured is because they can't afford it. The cost of covering their families, you know, used to be like a pickup payment. But now it feels to their pocketbooks more like a a payment on the ranch. And folks all over America are looking for affordable health care coverage for their families. Well, our friends at Farm and Ranch Healthcare have programs for the underinsured, uninsured, all Americans. They're committed to making available the lowest cost healthcare services for all Americans and then providing affordable plans to help you pay for it. Hey, call my friends at Farm and Ranch Healthcare and let them come out and make a bid on your coverage. Give them a call at 1-800-633-6508. On your way to grandma's house or wherever you head this season remember the national cowboy and western heritage museum in oklahoma city it's a great time to visit make a special trip for michael martin murphy's cowboy christmas ball december 8th and there are few gifts more appreciated than a museum membership or items from the museum store select on site or online for more information visit www.nationalcowboymuseum.org the national cowboy and western heritage museum preserving history Making Memories. You're listening to Cowboy Corner. I'm Red Steagall here in the bunkhouse with Buck and Badger and all the boys. And this portion of our show is brought to you by our friends at Farm and Ranch Healthcare, a leader in healthcare coverage for rural America. Call my friends at Farm and Ranch Healthcare. You'll get personal service for all your healthcare needs. They're a full-service healthcare company with a personal touch and they care about your well-being. <coughs> yep. I've done this little poem so many times, but i got to do it for you today. It's called Bear Scare by S. Omar Barker. The kids saw a bear in the woods today, a raggedy cinnamon bear, a live wild bear. It ran away, but the rest of the trail they swear was lined with bruins behind each tree, behind each log and stump, the sudden chat of a chick Gosh, how it made them jump. A bear saw kids on the trail today, as deep to the woods he fled, and from behind each tree on his frightened way, some fierce child poked his head. Isn't that cute? <laughs> for a song of inspiration, I've chosen one by Fletcher Jowers called Church at the Wagon.
4: Here's Fletch. Wed gathered up a herd of longhorns bound for Abilene. A peddler came out to the camp selling notions that we'd need. Among the things he had to sell Was a Bible hold and worn Old Cousy said, I'll take it We'll have church on Sunday morn We had church at the wagon Sunday morning We'd gather underneath the wagon fly And Old Cousy would read from the good book And we'd sing and the sweet by and by And the sweet, sweet, sweet by and, by, and, by, by, we and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore And the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore I'd see him in the morning as he sat there by the fire Reading from the Bible, every now and then he'd smile Waiting on the biscuits, drinking coffee from a can Sometimes you could hear him softly whisper, Amen We had church at the wagon Sunday morning We'd gather underneath the wagon fly And could see what read from the good book And we'd sing in the sweet by and my in the sweet, sweet, in the sweet by and by, by, by We shall meet on that beautiful shore in, in the sweet and by my by we life shall be on that beautiful shore. We finally hit Abilene, the drive had all gone well. Never lost one single man while pushing up the trail. I know the Lord heard Cousy's prayers and he read God's holy word. That Sunday morning singing was the best I've ever heard. We had church at the wagon Sunday morning. We'd gather underneath the wagon plow. No and old Cootsie would read from the good book. And we'd sing in the sweet by and by. And the sweet, in the sweet, sweet by, by, by we and shall be on that beautiful show. In the, the sweet sweet by We shall be on that beautiful, show. We, we on that beautiful show. show, we shall meet on that beautiful show.
6: song and i appreciate fletcher sending it to us well as my old daddy would say we got this one saucered and blowed it's time for us to ride on out of here we got lots of work to do on behalf of myself red Stegall, and buck and badger and all the boys in the bunkhouse our producer mr kirk teagarden our executive producer miss nan kingsley and the feller who holds it together for all of us mr sean studer thanks for riding along with us we hope we taught you something about the cowboy you didn't know or maybe brought back an old memory Cowboy Corner is brought to you by our friends at Farm and Ranch Healthcare, a leader in healthcare coverage for rural America. By Cowboys and Indians Magazine, bringing you the beauty, the grandeur, and the drama of the American West eight times a year. By Conico Lubricants, if you got a problem, Conico has the solution. By the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, America's premier Western Heritage Museum, located in Oklahoma City, and by Phillips Sixty Six Lubricants, Phillips Sixty Six trusted people trusted products. Now, if you'd like to add some cowboy poetry and music to your collection, give us a call at 1-800-420-1200 or log on to our website at cowboycorner.com. Now, write this down. For cowboy music and cowboy poetry, give us a call at 1-800-420-1200 or look us up on our website at cowboycorner.com. That'd be the easy thing to do. We'll take care of you. Okay, boys, put your boots back on. we got lots of work to do, so let's get out of here. You folks join us same time, same station next week for another edition of Cowboy Corner. Adios, y'all. <laughs>